0: Welcome to Homegirl Nation. I'm your host, Bridget Trong. The newly released romantic drama Past Lives really came out of the gates blazing hot when it made its world premiere at this year's Sundance Film Festival. Rollingstone.com is saying it's already the best movie of the year, while 76 reviews have given the film a certified fresh rating of 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. So what is this highly anticipated movie all about? Well, based on all the buzz so far, you might think that past lives is this mind-blowingly unheard of concept, but it's not, and that's part of its magic. Past Lives is a simple story about two childhood crushes in South Korea whose lives go in different directions when Na Young, later known as Nora, played by the brilliant Greta Lee, is forced to immigrate to Toronto with her family. 12 years later, she's reunited on Facebook with her childhood friend, Hai Sung, played by the incredibly handsome T.O.U. Now, the reconnection turns into somewhat of a FaceTime relationship where the adult connection becomes more intense than they had intended, especially for Nora, who, in the early stages of her playwright career in New York City, decides to pump the brakes on Hai Sung, who's still in Seoul, Korea. It would take another 12 years for them to reunite in person, at which point Nora is happily married to another New York writer, Arthur, played by John Magaro. What happens next between the three? Well, you're just going to have to go to the theaters to find out. I've already seen it, and I'm excited to do just that again. I loved it. I really can't wait to see it again, and I can't begin to express how thrilled I am that today's guest is the woman, the writer, and the director of Past Lives, Celine Song. This is her debut as a feature film director, and with so much of the story rooted in her life and so much hype around it already, I can't wait to dig in. Let's meet Celine. (laughs) I'm so thrilled to talk to you. Let's just dive right into it because I know we don't have very much time to explore your magnificent debut and just some of the headlines, some of the reviews you're getting. Breakout film, a masterpiece, a note-perfect directorial debut. And with all those things in mind, I want to refer to that existential question that Arthur asks Nora in bed, which is, is this what you imagine for yourself? Is this where you're meant to be? I
1: think that... The way that I feel about all of that is like, you know, when you're making the film, the best thing you can do, only thing that you can do, it's not even the best thing, it's the only thing that is possible to do, is to really try to make something that, is, that feels true to you or like feels uh, right to you or something that you feel like is as honest as it can be. That, And you just have to hope that if you are um, doing that within good faith and you're uh, doing your best in that way, the audience is going to come meet you there and audience is going to be open with it, open with their hearts and their souls to sort of come like, find me there and find a movie there. And I think to me at the, part of everything. I think that's been the most exciting part. So there's amazing you know, responses and everything, uh, reviews and everything. I think some of it has been about letting go when I was actually making the movie. So now that it's sort of those things are there, that just makes me so excited and like happy. And I'm just glad that it does mean that it, hopefully it does mean that more people are going to see it because I think that there are going to be people who's going to feel like they need it or they needed it. And totally.
0: And it must feel extra special because a lot of what we see is deeply rooted in your personal life and your personal story. So I'm wondering how much of this story, how much of this movie is a reflection of lived experience and how much of it was fiction?
1: Well, I think that I talk about it sometimes as like an adaptation of my life or, uh, uh, inspired by just simple inspired by but I think at the heart of it the thing that was guiding me is less facts or details or something like that it is so much more about the kind of what it feels like to me personally to live in the world that I do in the body that I live in and then from the with the history that I have that is really specific and I think that to me all I could do was do my best to sort of like describe that honestly without bullshit you know so I yeah. think that is at the heart of, like, what uh, I could do when I'm making this movie before without uh, getting uh, tied up in the uh, whatever specifics or something like that. Because at the end of the day, it's a movie and it's at the end of the day is about uh, story and character.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Celine, watching this film, I felt a lot that last I don't want to give too much away, but the last moment where they're both walking, or one of the last moments where they're both walking together, it got me good. And as a second generation Chinese Canadian, I was never taught or encouraged to express my feelings and emotions. That's just not culturally the background that I grew up in. So I'm curious for you, what were some of the challenges or rewards that you encountered while you were navigating this emotional landscape of past lives as someone with a multicultural background?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the way that my musician story or like the way that I really perceive myself as in terms of like my existence and my identity or something like that, I think it can, it really cannot speak for everybody's. But the way that I sort of feel in it is that, you know, first of all, I mean, I'm a huge crier. I cry all the time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like, so to me, it's like the way that I feel emotionally connected to something or like the way that I connect, the way that I sort of perceive uh, what a story like this could do for me, I think in general is sort of like guided by something that is so as specific as what the movie is. Like I felt very uh specifically about um I think Nora is very specific character, you know, her parents are artists, um, and she is somebody who is like living in a very specific kind of uh emotional space. So But I don't think that, you know, like because of her strength and everything, I don't know if she, uh, I think, uh, I think that me and Greta were talking about is I was like, no, you would not cry here, right? You would not cry here. This is not the moment to cry. But then of course, when there is an expression of emotion, it's like, I know that some of it has to be earned and some of it has to uh, mean something too. It's something where it is so much about um, her after 24 years accepting that she also was that little girl too. And she's able to grieve that little girl. I think that it is of course like closing the doors and then like the other possibilities and feelings of loss. I think those are also part of the reasons that she has this outpouring of emotion. But I think part of it is about um, grieving the little girl that she didn't even think that she needed to grieve until that moment. Because, and what's amazing about Hezan coming to visit Nora 14 hour fight to do for her is that he, in trying to close his own door of this of this door that he felt like he needed to close, um, he also allowed Nora to grow and understand that she also left that little girl behind, and she actually deserves to be grieved. So she actually deserves to say goodbye to. So I think that's where the, the emotion is. So it's not really about expressing emotion it is so much more about okay what is this emotion uh about what is the ritual of crying too it's a ritual of grieving of this little girl too And i think that to me was at the heart of what the important emotion is it's not just an expression it's also uh, a story plot it's, it's a plot it's part of story you know mm-hmm. that she is then allowed to uh, let herself be alone uh, she's going to allow herself to uh, grieved this little girl. From there, she never didn't think she didn't think that needed to be grieved until Hassan came to visit her.
0: And Greta did an unbelievable job at bringing all of this to life. Like, I mean, you know, watching this, I'm thinking as a 13 year old kid, I would have loved to see Greta on the screen. It would have made such an impact for me. If you asked me, who would you like to play? As you in a movie, I would say Greta Lee. And I never did before because I just didn't know the power of Greta Lee until now. So Mm -hmm. for you, having her step into your shoes in a sense and bring your vision to life and your your experiences to life, what was that like? Well, I think
1: that it was also a a discovery for her as well, right? This movie. So I think it was such a a journey that we really took together. And I think to me, I really thought of her as a partner outside too. I was like, okay. I know that what this has to be is something where, because the whole movie uh, has at the heart of it or at the core, at the burning center of it has to be Nora. So it really was about how she was going to navigate through this like many emotions, sometimes holding back emotions, sometimes pouring out emotion. And I think that in doing so, like, you know, I think making a movie with actors for me is so much like a... It is like a marriage, or it is like such a deep partnership because every day that you point a camera at them and then you're, it's like it, it lives and dies on their faces, right? It lives and dies, so yeah. in the way that they deliver the line. So it is like there to me, Greta is my work, but like that's Greta in this movie was the work of past lives for me. So I think at the end of the day, I, what I want more than anything for people to take away from Greta's performance is that she's a great actress. And she's capable of uh, so much. And I think that to me, at the heart of it, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the thing that I feel the most connected to. And I think that it was also something that um, I was discovering myself as a director as she was discovering herself uh, in playing Aura.
0: Wow, that's, that's beautiful. And I'm sure, was that surprising? Uh, which part? The connection that you made on set, yeah, during the making yeah. of the film.
1: Well, I think that I just
0: didn't know another
1: way to do it so i think some of it is about the it sometimes is about a uh it just must happen or like it's a bit about like a survival thing of like you know like and i know that for her it was as much she, she her stakes were uh so high as well and i could always uh relate to her on that level of like i know that this is about on uh, my debut as a filmmaker and i know that this is uh you uh you're also showing up in a for yourself in that way too, and I know that we can both do it only because we don't have another option <laughs> <You know? laughs> like we, have, we have to be great, you know like I know I knew Greta would be great because I knew she had to be, and she knew that she had to be
0: I want to go back to you talking about cutting out the bullshit because today's mm-hmm. audience can pick up on the bullshit very easily, mm-hmm. but the romance genre itself we have seen some great films, and we have seen some cheesy flops, of course. In your opinion, and your experience in the genre right now, what are those essential elements that makes a romantic movie stick?
1: Um, I think that uh, I can only speak for like what makes me connected to a romantic story. Mm-hmm. And I think that it has to be something that makes uh, emotional and psychological sense to an uh, ordinary person. And I think at the end of the day, if it is really about the way it feels like to be in love or to fall in love and to fight for love or or to lose love in our lives, I think that just like anything, just like uh, anything that is worth connecting to, I think that the audience will connect to it. So to me, if it feels ever feels like bullshit, if it ever feels like it's not real or the emotions are not real or anything, I think that's when we're going to maybe lose interest. But I think that as long as... The, the thing is made with integrity when it comes to human emotion and human connection and, and psychology and everything. I think that you can always walk away from that with somebody who has connected with it.
0: Uh, one, one of the uh, things I noticed right off the bat when I, I knew and heard about this film was the attachment of A24, of course. Hmm. And A24 has had, you know, a, quite a unique history in the past 10 years of really rooting for championing the underdog story and creative risks. That they take. For you, was it a no-brainer to partner with them? Well,
1: to me, the thing that um I feel so grateful and so happy to be able to do is to sort of have a complete thorial control of my first movie, which I know is very rare in so many cases because you're the first-time filmmaker and you come from writing background, you come from being a playwright. And then to be given such uh authority and have a Total control over the voice and being able to do to make the movie exactly the way I want it. To me, that's at the heart of uh, why uh, I'm so I love the Adrian Force as a partner and also my producers too, Killer Films and 2AM. And I think that at the end of end end of the day is uh, how a movie like this could get made, which is that they had confidence in the uh, vision that I had for the movie. And it was never, I was never um, faulted for being a first timer. So that's how I was able to make a movie with this kind of confidence.
0: That's beautiful. Well, I just want you to know that I am so excited to see this film again.
1: <laughs> <gasps> and bring your friends. I just know it's like, it can be something that like, s- somebody might realize that they need, or maybe like years later, they'll realize they have to get it or something like that. I just know, I just want more people to be able to encounter it. And I just feel like just because, you know,
0: I always wanted to be like that. You know, Totally. No, for sure. Well, I can't wait. Thank you so much for your time. And it's been such a joy to get to know you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Past Lives is now in theaters in Toronto and will see its release in Montreal and Vancouver on June 16th and June 23rd across Canada. So make sure you mark those calendars. Go see it. Bring your friends, your mom, your aunt, a thousand percent worth the price of admission. Thank you so much for dropping by for this homegirl discussion. You know, the door is always open.